Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, and I am Rudy Maxa, your genial radio show host and consumer travel journalist. Nice to have you aboard this weekend. And this weekend, this weekend, now listen to this very carefully, CheapTickets.com, a while back, ran tens of millions of airline tickets through the computers to see when the cheapest fares generally appeared for certain times. And they determined that right now, this weekend, this very weekend, as as you're listening to me, is the ideal time to buy your Thanksgiving break airline tickets. That's right. Historically speaking, tickets for November's Thanksgiving break will cost you the least amount of money if you book your tickets right now. So if you know where you want to be for Thanksgiving and when you want to be there and who you want to be with, why put it off? Get the flight you want and the day you want at the time you want. Pull the trigger now. The cheapest weekend, the cheapest time of the year, historically, to buy Thanksgiving t- airline tickets is right now. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk with Stephanie Rosenblum. She writes the column called The Getaway in the Sunday New York Times travel section, and recently she wrote a terrific article about how to find romance by searching out meetings and conventions that attract the kind of people who share your interest and who might, therefore, be attracted to you and vice versa. shouldn't be hard-making conversation if you are in a place where uh, uh, everybody has a common interest. Then, do you want to stay in some very nice digs at no charge? Well, we'll meet uh, one of the Globetrotter girls who babysits houses and advises others on how to do the same. Where do you think you'll find the largest collection of Art Deco items in the world? Would you believe on a cruise ship off the coast of Southern, Southern California? And you're welcome to visit. Details later in the show. Plus, we'll meet a town in Montana that wants you to come move there. And they're really, really pitching it hard. Stick around. Let a spokesman convince you why. First, some quick travel news. Well, you got till next June to burn some of your Delta miles at the current level of 100,000 miles for a business class seat. Because come next June 1st, Delta is increasing the number of miles you'll need to redeem by 25%. I can only hope Delta redesigns its website so it's easier to figure out miles and trips. In its defense, Delta says, well, it's putting in these new lie-flat seats throughout its fleet in business class, and it's upgraded its amenities, amenities, so this justifies the mileage inflation. You and I will be the judge of that. Good news for some LAX passengers flying first class on Delta. If you're an elite-level passenger with a tight connection, you may be shuttled to your next flight across the tarmac at a chauffeur-driven Porsche. This service, however, is not guaranteed. One more Delta item. A brand, a brand consulting firm called Core Brand surveyed more than 10,000 business decision-makers and asked them about how they perceived brands in terms of overall reputation, management, and investment potential. Coming in on top were PepsiCo and Coca-Cola, which tied for first place. In last place, on the list of America's 100 most well-known companies, Delta Airlines. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, I live here in Twin Cities. Delta's a hub. I think they've, they're, they're, try- they're up in their game a bit, but not a good result. If I were at Delta Airlines, I wouldn't. I wouldn't post this survey up on the wall. Speaking of surveys, do you pay attention to the safety announcement that's standard on every airline before takeoff? Well, Frequent Business Traveler magazine asked that same question and surveyed its readers. Jonathan Spira is the editorial director of Frequent Business Traveler magazine. He joins me with the findings. Welcome back to the show, Jonathan. Nice to have you Hi, here. good morning, Rudy. Great to be All back. Right, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, it's very simple. Um, 
we were curious about air safety. We were interested in, as I'm sitting around the airplane, I'm looking around as the safety briefing's going on, who's paying attention to the briefing, who's looking to see where the nearest exits are, and we decided to turn this into a survey. Uh, you know, air travel has never been safer than today, and few people realize that using an escalator is a much riskier thing to do. Uh, so we went out to our readership, and in conjunction with uh, FlyerTalk, the world's largest travel website, we found out that there were a few interesting things that um, were worth noting. The first was that people really do pay attention to safety briefings, and they prefer if the flight attendant conducts the briefing versus watching a canned video. Really? That was... Hmm. Well, you, I, I suppose you kind of feel guilty because the person is standing right there doing the briefing in one place. Right, thing. right. And also, it's, it's actually, I mean, it's a larger presence to watch, and it's, it's more with you. It's, it's, there's a connection somehow. You're going to be with that person for the next five to ten hours. Right. So, you can't offend so, a video, right. Right. And some of videos might offend you, though, but that's a different story. Um, right. So that's one thing. The other thing is, is that... Um, 63% pay attention to them. And these were frequent travelers we spoke to. They've probably seen the video hundreds of times, but yes. they still pay attention to it. Um, then we wanted to know about seatbelts. Do you actually keep your seatbelt on? And that was um, remarkable that virtually all of the flyers we spoke to um, not only locate the safety, the, the nearest exit, 95%, by the way, locate the nearest exit, um, and 72% said they always keep their seatbelt on, while 22% said they almost always keep the seatbelt on, which is a pretty right. good number. That only is, and 3% said they never. I am surprised that 78% say they keep their seatbelt on throughout the entire flight. It's always good advice because you never know when you hit a bump but uh, or an air pocket, but... Um, that's very interesting. You know, the only, the only safety video that I can think of that people were t talking about was, uh, was one a couple years ago from Delta who had that uh, attractive redhead flight attendant wagging her finger at you ah. when she told you, and no smoking. Yeah, De Delta Lena. And Delta, yeah. Delta Lena makes a cameo appearance in the current Delta video. She's sitting she's, in a seat, in, yeah. And yep, she gives you a wink, I think, but Delta is switching around the videos to make them much more interesting. You can see someone putting away a, type, a typewriter, an accordion. You can see a robot shutting himself off when electronic devices are told to be shut off. The other really, really cool video I've seen is on Air New Zealand, where they use Hobbit Middle Earth characters. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah, yeah. Is it on, you can, you can watch it on YouTube. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And um, we got some very interesting comments. For example, one, one person taking the video told us that she always looks around during the safety demonstration where the you know, nearest exits are, and she's made that a habit. Yeah, that's I, a good I think thing that's a really good habit because if you look at what happened in the, in the Asiana crash, mm -hmm. then the reason that the death toll was really so low was because everyone is able to evacuate the aircraft really, really quickly. And that comes from knowing where the, where the nearest exit is. There's, right. there's just no question. It's, it's for your own safety.
I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Well, we're going to put a link to uh, your survey on, on my Facebook fan page, which is Rudy Max at Travel slash Leisure. Um, I know you have an abbreviated one, but it's tough to do on the air. But, uh, Jonathan, we'll put it up there and let, let viewers, uh, let, excuse me, let listeners take a look at it. Okay, and they can go to FrequentBusinessTravel.com as well. And you ought to go to FrequentBusinessTravel.com anyway for other information about traveling. Jonathan Spears, the editorial director of Frequent Business Traveler magazine. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you, Rudy. We'll come back in just a f- uh, few minutes after this break. Stay with me. Stephanie Rosenblum from the New York Times is going to come on and tell you how to find new loves by traveling to mind-improving events where like-minded people are likely to be. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of Travel Guard. Travel Guard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. You hear that rattle, kid? That's an unbalanced condenser fan. That's bad. Unbalanced things break. Broken things cost money. Spending money leads to unbalanced budgets. That's why I like Granger. They balance my needs with my budget. Granger has counterweights, fan blades, motors, everything we need to keep this place humming. Not rattling, humming. The Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here. It's about 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the show is brought to you by Travel Guard, and they've got an offer you might want to take advantage of. They teamed up with Reader's Digest, and uh, they put together something called the Smart Spenders Travel Guide. It's for free. So you got Travel Guard, the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. you got Reader's Digest, an editorial name you can trust. And this guide will uh, tell you such things as how you can afford a vacation this year, even on a tight budget, how to save at hotels, restaurants, and resorts, what to do to avoid making expensive travel mistakes, plus over 110 more money-saving tips, ideas, and much more. You can pick up your free Smart Spenders Travel Guide by visiting TravelGuard.com. All one word, TravelGuard.com. 
I bet it doesn't tell you how to fall in love and meet somebody. But my next guest has some ideas. Her name is Stephanie Rosenblum. She's been on the show before. We're delighted to have her back. She writes the column called The Getaway for the New York Times travel section. And uh, on April 7th, I've sort of kept this around, waiting to have her on. Um, she did a piece that, and, and it's a long piece. I mean, this was not just some little, hey, by the way, go to a conference. It's a piece on how valuable conferences can be for meeting folks, whether it's, it certainly could be for professional advancement or simply a mind-improving experience, but she sort of focused on the social aspect. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Great to be here. Okay, so give me, why are conferences uh, such ripe hunting grounds for folks who might want to meet somebody interesting? Well, conferences do what every online dating algorithm wants to do, right, which is bring like-minded people together right away. Ah, So if you decide to go to, you know, an ideas festival, let's use TED as an example. You know, that's a very popular, large conference that happens uh, every year. When people go to something like that, it's already sort of self-selecting. The people who choose to do that have or similar goals, they have sort of similar intentions, and so you're already having a nice pool of folks who, who, who think like you and who may enjoy the same activities as you, and that's already something you need, uh, you know, in any relationship, whether that's a friendship, a business relationship, or a romance. And in fact, you talked to a woman who did attend a TED conference. Her name is uh, Rachel Sheckman. She's the founder of a Manhattan boutique called Story, and here's her quote that you got. There's so much low-hanging fruit, she said, that even if you're an introvert, both the circumstance and the content of the conference allow for easy dialogue, unquote. That really sums it up. Um, But let's say a word about TED. TED is, first of all, there's a limited amount of seats. Now, there are TEDx conferences in cities that are local versions of TED would be very wise to go to. Plus, you don't have to commute if you fall in love with somebody at that conference. Um, and, <laughs> exactly. and I don't know what TED costs. I haven't been to TED in years, but I went way back when it started. It was like $4,500 back then. I'm sure it must be getting close to oh, 6000 now. That's affordable compared to, you know, it, it's over, it, it's, you know, over $7,000 to go. And you oh, have my to goodness. apply, too. Well, you're going to meet, you're going to you're not going to meet a lot of poor po- folks there, are you? No, probably not. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go down the economic scale a little, or the cost scale a little more. Um, what are some of the other conferences that you think people might be, uh, thinking about. Well, I think you know one of the. I think one of the the most affordable. I, you know, I mean, let's say it's sort of in the middle is South by Southwest, right? Which is in the six hundred dollar range. And right. while that is not inexpensive, you know, what I'm suggesting is that this is your vacation, right? So to spend six hundred dollars, you know, for for activities on a vacation is pretty small, and you do get a lot for that money. It gets you into activities all over Austin, Texas, which is a great town. So that in itself, you know, it's worth going even if you just want to go to visit that city. But they don't, it's not a conference in the sense that you're just, oh, I'm in an arena for, you know, several days listening to people talk. You're going to mixers. They have free bikes that you can take around town to check things out. There are, you know, there are films, there are uh, yoga sessions. There's I mean, basically, a, you know, uh, actually Rachel said, you know, earlier, which in that story, which I I think was a really good point. She called it the Club Med of the intellectual, and it is very <laughs> much that. So, um, so in addition to going to these conferences, you know, you, there's all these activities, and in fact, people who have gone for years, veterans, will tell you that they would rather not even go to some of the lectures. They actually just hang out in the hallways and meet people 
when they're there, and and, and you get a lot for for that for that cost. And this does the, the these conferences we're talking about. We'll talk about a couple more to give you some ideas in just a moment. But they are a cut above your average the convention your company makes you go to because you are in the home luxury business or fashion design business, right? Which are, you know, walking around a great big hall with notepads and filling bags up with, you know, free gum or something. Absolutely. These conferences that I'm talking about are generally known, they're a category known as ideas festivals or ideas conferences. And so they tend to be sort of big think uh, forums. And, and often technology is a very big part of, of them. So if you're, you know, if you like technology, if you are interested in sort of thinking about how to change the world, and, and that sounds you know, really massive, but it, but everybody who goes to these things really does, you know, and that, and that can be changing it, you know, in terms of how do we get education to more people, how do more people get educated, how do we use the internet to do that, uh, you know, there, there's so many things, and if you go online and you look up some of these conferences, you can peruse all of their different offerings, and you can see which one best suits your personality. My guest is Stephanie Rosenblum. She writes the Getaway column for the Sunday New York Times travel section, and she did a piece in April about was, the headline was Let's Meet, a conference is a good place to dive into subjects that interest you and a chance to explore a cool city, connect with like-minded people, and who knows, find love behind a lanyard. Lanyard, of course, are those name tags you hang over. There, uh, here's, this is an inexpensive one. It's sort of a fun one coming up in New York City, which you've, you uh, nominate as a possibility. The, the Comic Com uh, International, which happens in actually in several cities, but this one in New York is... Um, oh, actually, her, this is the New York Comic Con. There's some in several cities, but the one in New York is coming up October 10th through the 13th. It's only $85 to get in for four days. 116,000 people attended last year. Exactly, and that's that's a lot of fun. And, 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 you know, particularly, you know, you want to talk about trying to meet somebody who you actually get along with. I mean, that is a very particular group. It's much harder to sift through a bar or a dating site to meet folks who have the same passion that you have for a comic book or for particular characters or just you know, anime even, uh, you, you can do it at something like this. And, you know, the other point I, that's important, I think, is even if you don't meet someone, you still come away from these vacations really having enriched yourself or at the very least spent time relishing something that you already love to look at or to immerse yourself in. Yeah, exactly. It's not a speed dating situation where you go and you meet somebody who does not anybody who rings your bell in the slightest and you leave either hungover or out 30 or 40 bucks and, and a wasted evening that could have been spent, you know, watching trashy TV or reading a great book. Absolutely. When you do something like this, you always come away with something, even if it's not the love of your life. <laughs> right. I know. You really make single looking fun here. The New York Times did a huge double truck. That's a two page spread. Um, with color pictures of these conferences and people, for example, at the uh, Comic Con thing in fun uniforms, and it really looked. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to go out and be single and go to these things. Uh, your, your piece made you do that. <laughs> well, you can because the thing is, a lot of people who go are not single. You know, there's there are different. Uh, you know, there are different groups, and also there you can actually look when you go on the websites. If you go under the marketing, a lot of these sites have tabs that say marketing or press. And you can actually get some information about the demographic. So South by Southwest, for instance, skews younger than right. Aspen Ideas does. So you can sort of get a sense. And you can also get that sense just simply from reading the sites. Um, and the technology sites, skew, you know, conferences, I'm sorry, 
skew younger than some of the other conferences. So there, there are ways to kind of uh, figure out what, what's your demographic and where might you fit in. And I would think because you're immersed in this theme of these, these, these get-togethers, that making, you know, that first opening gambit in a bar is always difficult, particularly for men who want to, you know, get to know a woman. Um, but here, you, you are immersed in the commonality of, of the interest. You're obviously both interested in where you're at, and I would think that making conversation is a lot easier. Absolutely. Look, I can, you know, from my point of view and also from folks I've talked to, people who identify as introverts have said this is one of the easiest ways to meet people because it happens even before you get to the conference. First of all, a number of these conferences do networking events in local cities before the conference even takes place or at the conference when you get there. South by Southwest, for instance, does uh, meetups for newbies, people who have never done their conferences before, once right. you arrive. So immediately they have people who are facilitating interactions. But it's, it just happens really naturally because you've got a big blend of introverts and extroverts, and the extroverts will inevitably say to whoever is to their right or left, hey, where are you from? What are you doing here? Because right. everyone's on their own. Stephanie Rosenblum's the author of the piece. Go to NewYorkTimes.com, NYT.com, and type in her name, and this piece should pop up. Uh, it'll give you some ideas of places to go. Stephanie, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. We'll be back in Rudy Max's world. We're going to talk about house-sitting coming up next, a very unique way of doing it. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Look, kid, people touch some disgusting stuff in this facility. You got to keep these guys clean. In this place, that is a monumental task. This is why we use paper products from Georgia Pacific. Just ordered some from Granger. A surplus of solutions for the hygienically challenged. Just got our guys new touchless soap and towel dispensers. And plenty of refills. They need it. A lot of it. If you need it, call Granger. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash Georgia Pacific or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour, and you know our dear friend Michael Matthews, our hotel expert, the former uh, vice president of uh, Ritz-Carlton, former general manager in Hong Kong of that hotel, one of my close friends. Well, he uh, uh, he has someone house-sitting for him in his home in Arizona right now, and uh, um, that brings up the topic of house-sitting. And uh, uh, Jess uh, Ainsley joins me from, I guess, are you in Michael's house right now, Jess? I am, that's right. I'm standing right in the room, yeah. How is it? I've never been to his house. How is it? He keeps saying, come on, stay with me. How are the digs? Oh, you should definitely come. It's gorgeous. The pool is lovely. He's got a pool? Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. It fits right in with the desert landscape. 
Ah, well, Michael didn't tell me about the pool. I may have to head right on out there. Well, I'm glad you're... Jess is editor-in-chief and head of business development for a website called globetrottergirls.com. She's also co-author of a book called Break Free, The Ultimate Guide to House-Sitting. So if uh, so, we're going to talk about house-sitting here for a moment with Jess. Jess, how, tell me a little about yourself. How did you get into this? I know you have a, a partner, a sidekick, uh, who also, wor- I presume, works on the website, or no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We both run the website together. That's right. Um, All right. How did you guys get into it? We were living in London um, until 2010. It was super gray, super ugly. And we read an article actually in The Guardian, a British newspaper, about uh, this journalist who went and did a B&B sit in Italy. And we thought, oh, my God, that sounds amazing to go take care of a bed and breakfast in Tuscany uh, when no one's there and you have it to yourself. And we thought we could do that, too. So we kind of looked into it. And, yeah, that's how we got started with house sitting. We just signed up to a couple of websites. And actually, Michael's in 2010 was one of the first uh, houses we ever did a house sit for. Now, why does Michael have you there house sitting? What, what are your responsibilities? Right. So, okay. So we're taking care of the house, but Michael has a dog called Millie, and we love Millie very much. <laughs> and so our main purpose here is to take care of Millie and then also take care of the house. So down here, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. The weather, it could, it could, there could be a monsoon or, you know, it gets really dry. There's things that need to be taken care of. So we sort of take care of everything and then, of course, take care of Millie as well. What kind of dog is Millie? Millie is an Australian kettle. Oh, Shepherd, oh, nice. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, nice. Now, do you, do you take the time, perhaps, to swim occasionally in Michael's pool? Um, we take advantage of that on a daily Ex- basis. That's excellent. right. <laughs> excellent. And how long, how long well, let's, let, let's, we don't have to talk about Michael specifically, but generally, how long is a house-sitting gig? Well, the the great thing about house sitting is that it's for however long people go on vacation for, right? right? So sometimes this one, for example, we're here for three weeks, but other times we just had um, a house sit in New York, right in Brooklyn Heights, uh, for two months. So we lived in New York for two months, absolutely rent free, while they were living in London actually for a work thing. Wow! And do you gen- do house sitters generally get paid or no? Well. I guess there's two, sort of two camps. There are other people that do this professionally, but we really believe that house sitting is a win-win situation for everyone. So Michael's not paying us, for example, to stay here. We don't take a payment ever. But for that, we have a space to work. We run the website. We really need a, a place to get things done when we're not traveling, you know, sort of hardcore. Um, right. And so for us, we win, he wins, so we don't really think that payment is necessary for that. I think you could bargain a little harder. He, he's offered. He's asked me to come stay with him. He's offered to pay me to come be his house guest. Can you believe that? Oh no, we've had people, including him. We've had people literally put money on the table and say you have to take this, but we just don't believe in it. I mean, we we're, when we stayed in New York, think about how much it would cost for two months, right in oh, Brooklyn please. Heights, which is prime property to please. stay there. I mean. You know, it's priceless, the opportunities that we Think get. Think about two nights in New York in a hotel. I was kidding <laughs> about Michael paying me to be a house guest, Jess. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so now tell me, where, where do you live generally? Where, um, where do you get your mail? We, well, that's a question. We are officially homeless. Um, when we left really? London in 2010, we literally just packed up our apartment and that was it. Um, and we've been traveling full-time for three and a half years now. But so how, we how, get... Wait a minute. <laughs> do you always have one gig right after another? Where do you stay if you don't? All right, we don't house it full-time. So we house it probably about two to three months out of the year, and then we stay in hotels, hostels, and vacation apartments everywhere else around the world. For 10 months a year? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So we'll do, like, we just did a vacation apartment in Berlin for five weeks. Um, When we're in Asia, we, you know, we just go for hotels. You can splurge there on on a good budget, you know. So um, we did house it in Asia twice as well. But I mean, so it just really depends. But no, we only house it, you know, part of the time when it fits on our route. 
Okay, I'm so fascinated by your personal story that I don't. I, we only have like two minutes left, and I haven't really said, or what, what, are, or even less than two minutes. You've got like a minute left. What are your general? I guess I guess I should really send people to your website for general tips on how to become a house sitter, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have um, on, right on our website. We actually have a book. The the book is right there. You can see it. And if you just pick that up, actually, there's a there's a discount to sign up for one of the best uh, house sitting websites out there. That's worth four times the price of the book anyway. So the book is basically free as long as you sign up with that website. Um, but there we have every single thing you'd ever need to know about house sitting in that book. Okay. And if you had any bad experiences ever. Um, you know what? Not really. We've been we've been really lucky. We've had 15 house sits on four continents so far, and really uh, almost nothing has ever gone wrong. There's been the occasional strange animal or creature that's come in in an exotic location, but other than that, no, absolutely not. We we've had um, really no problems at all. Well, I am just uh, I, I'm just in awe of the uh, two months in New York and well, just three three weeks with Michael's place with the pool. I'm I'm, I'm coming right out. My goodness. <laughs> In fact, yeah. maybe I'll come out while Michael's not there. That would really... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I... No, it's, it's such a cool way to see the world. Plus, we live like locals. We meet the neighbors. I mean, you couldn't see the world in, in, in a better way than this, really. I love it. So Jessica Ainley is editor-in-chief and head of business development, globetrottergirls.com. Go ahead go get there. Go ahead there and get, a, get her book, Break Free, The Ultimate Guide to House Sitting. And apparently, you'll also be wired into a pretty good house uh, sitting website. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention men, are you urinating often, waking at night to urinate? We want to send you a free bottle of Super Beta Prostate, made with a natural ingredient that supports healthy urine flow and is shown to reduce waking at night from the urge to urinate. Since its debut, over 6 million bottles have been shipped, and right now, you can try Beta Prostate free. Only pay shipping and handling. For details, just call 800-699-9066. That's 800-699-9066. Call 800-699-9066. 9066. Look, kid, people touch some disgusting stuff in this facility. You got to keep these guys clean. In this place, that is a monumental task. This is why we use paper products from Georgia Pacific. Just ordered some from Granger, a surplus of solutions for the hygienically challenged. Just got our guys' new touchless soap and towel dispensers and plenty of refills. They need it. A lot of it. If you need it, call Granger. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash Georgia Pacific or stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Searching for a great hotel deal? Go from online to on the road with America's Best Value Inn. Book a room and stay between August 15th and September 30th this year and save 10, 15, or even 20%. The longer you stay, the more you save. Plus, you'll enjoy free internet, continental breakfast, and HBO at most of our 1,000 hotels in North America. Visit americasbestvalueinn.com for details. With value in our name, you know you're getting a great deal. Done. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. 
All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Got to tell you, I like that new intro music. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, the boys uh, put that together for us. That's nice. 43 minutes after the hour here in Rudy Maxa's world. Well, here's a new one. Police in Bangkok, Thailand arrested a married couple who ran a bus service for tourists and then charged this couple with stealing as much as $22,000 worth of personal belongings from the luggage of passengers on their two buses. How did they do it? Well, they built a secret door that let them into the luggage holding space beneath the bus. Then when the bus made pit stops and all the passengers uh, departed to go buy trinkets and gum and whatever, the couple would, or one of them would sneak into the luggage compartment, rifle through passengers' bags to find valuables, and they'd get off the bus at the next stop and take a cab back to town with their loot. The name of that little bus line? Sugar travel. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I promised you that at the top of the show, we would reveal the location of what I'm told is the largest collection of Art Deco artifacts in the United States. I'm going to ask John Thomas Thomas if that's correct before I tell you who John Thomas is and where he's coming from, though. You may recognize his name because we've had him on before. John, welcome. Welcome to the show. Am I is this really the largest collection of Art Deco artifacts in the United States? I think by far, and good morning, uh, yes, we, the Queen Mary boasts probably one of the largest collections. Oh, you just gave it away, John. You just gave it away. Okay. We're talking about the Queen Mary, which is permanently anchored off Long Beach, California, in Southern California. And John Thomas is the Historic Resources Advisory guy for the Queen, uh, has been, excuse me, the, uh, the Historic Resources Advisory uh, for the Queen. But, John, you have another job on the ship, don't you? Well, I do. I, I also have the privilege of serving as president of the Art Deco Society of Los Angeles. I see. Okay. Yeah. So now, so tell me about uh, tell me about this. Are these are these items that were integral to the ship when it was cruising the Atlantic? Yes, they're they're very very period of, uh, specific items uh, from the decorative arts period, paintings, sculptures, the general decorative style of the interior spaces of the Queen Mary all boasts from that very unique Art Deco style of the, of the mid-1930s, uh, which adorned luxury cruise liners and, frankly, all modes of transportation at that time. But the Queen Mary still has largely those artifacts and those decorative art pieces intact and in their original spaces. Well, Jay Gatsby once sent 
once said, can't repeat the past? Why, of course you can. And you can by going aboard the Queen Mary, which uh, offers not only hotel accommodations, but I'm told fabulous brunches. I have never stayed or eaten on the ship, but I have walked through it when I was last in Long Beach. Uh, so you can recreate the past, or at least repeat it, let's say. Um, but the Art Deco, now, has the Art Deco collection been added to since the ship was decommissioned? Or again, I, I guess I'm asking a different way that same question. Are these all items that were originally on the ship when it was saved? That, that is correct. They are uh, largely intact and in their original locations when the ship was sailing uh, and up until the point where she was purchased by the city of Long Beach in 1967, where she came to be in her, in her resting place as a grand hotel, event center, and a historic asset, which we're always pleased to share uh, with the Art Deco Festival uh, here in Long Beach. So are we talking? Are we talking glassware? Are we talking uh, obviously art, but also are we talking furniture and just general design of the interior? Yes, one of the, one of the largest things that came away from the 1925 Paris Exposition was the Art Deco style that influenced industrial design in general. So etched mirror, glass, uh, the decorative arts and paintings and sculptures, well as furniture and, as they say, it, on ships, fittings or built-ins all uh, inspired to that decorative style. And more importantly, the Art Deco style, when we think about um, that period, really comes from the Paris Exposition, largely influenced by the discovery of Tut's tomb in 1922. So there's more of an Egyptian motif to the decorative style. But on ships, it was more of the streamlined style. So instead of hard curves on furniture and hard, I'm sorry, hard corners on furniture, they're, they're wonderful curves which invokes that aerodynamic style, which we call the streamlined modern style. So right. the, uh, the designers of ships really invoke that and reinterpret it uh, today. Um, on the ship, you see all these wonderful decorative arts, these decorative styles, and again, largely in their original locations. When the ship was converted to uh, a, a, a basically a sitting hotel, Largely, the first-class spaces were kept intact, including the original guest rooms. So our guests get to take a really a time travel back into the 1930s when they come aboard and stay and dine. Well put, well put. John Thomas is a prominent L.A. Art Deco expert, and he is the Historic Resources Advisor or on the uh, advisor for the Queen Mary, which is right off the uh, coast of Long Beach in the Pacific Ocean in Southern California. You can check out more by going to queenmary.com. And there's a ninth annual Art Deco Festival happening Labor Day weekend, Friday, August 30th through Monday, aboard the Queen Mary. John, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Right back with some deals. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. The cities actually, uh, actually work hard to get you to come live there. Well, there's one you ought to know about. It's called Phillipsburg, and it's in Montana. And it is making a very aggressive effort. This is a former mining town, by the way. It's making a very uh, aggressive effort to get people to come live there. And I've got the brochure before we uh, meet our guest, Jim Jenner, who's uh, 
a resident there. Um, I've got the brochure. Student-teacher ratio there is 9.5 to 1. Wow. Broadband wireless, low crime, 350 days of sunshine. I'm on the plane. No sales tax. One stoplight in 3,700 square miles. Senior center with discounted meals. Six churches and four bars. High ratio of college graduates to graduating seniors. Clean air and low humidity. Four distinct seasons. One hour from airports. Midway between Yellowstone and Glacier Parks. And on and on. More deer and elk in the county than people. Jim Jenner is a resident of Phillipsburg, Montana. He's an international documentary filmmaker. He recognizes one of the world's experts on pigeon racing. Now there's something to put on the resume. Hey, Jim, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you, Rudy. It's a pleasure to be on. Now, how'd you get nominated to come on the show and discuss the glories of Phillipsburg? Well, we have a very shallow gene pool of here of people willing to, you know, talk to talk on the radio, and uh, <laughs> our Rotary Club decided it was my turn. So I'm, I'm delighted to be on such a, a well-known show and and uh, honored. Well, who who came up with the idea to really really promote to get new new residents? Well, you call it aggressive. I think it's just kind of logical. Our Rotary Club 10 years ago had a project where we built an NHL-sized hockey rink in a building and got a Zamboni, and it was a wonderful thing, big success. And we sat down to say, what's next for our kids? And uh, frankly, when we talked to members of the community, people pointed out we're, we, were, we're, we have a dwindling population, and we were worried about our the economy we have is strong for tourism and some government, but we need more young families. And uh, in this day and age, uh, actually, there's a there's some research now in Minnesota called the Brain Gain, where 30 to 40 year old uh, families uh, are trying to find places that are really excellent to raise kids if they can use the internet to uh, to work. And we think we've got an opportunity to say to people like that, just a few, not a lot. Um, take a look at us because um, it's an exceptional little place. There are 840 residents, I understand, in Phillipsburg. What, what, what would a uh, nice, uh, you know, two- or three-bedroom house, you know, a nice house for, what, what would it cost there? Oh, it, gosh, it's all over the map. I think you're probably between eighty-five to 150000 but you can build things affordably. Uh, the land's not too bad, but we haven't had a lot of building here for for quite some time, uh, you know, a lot. Most of the growth we had here for several years was second families building a, you know, Montana retreat. Um, and what we're hoping is people look at the community itself as a place to live. Uh, you know, we've got a hospital in town, a school, as you know, you mentioned it, uh, and it's, it's just a wonderful little uh, town off the beaten path. We're 30 miles off the interstate, um, and uh, and yet we're you know we've got very high speed broadband. We've got uh, there's an organization called Vote Smart, which is the largest uh, nonprofit uh, electoral database uh, for elections all over. All federal elections is based actually 25 miles outside of town, in uh, up in the up in the mountains, and they've got a um, you know they 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 manage to run a very sophisticated uh, operation uh, here in quote the middle of nowhere. In the county, it's got 50 alpine lakes. You've got great trout fishing, eight golf courses within 90 minutes. The Discovery Ski Area is six miles from uh, uh, from town. And the town we are talking about is Phillipsburg, Montana, that's making an aggressive outreach to try to get some families to move there, particularly, you know, in this day and age where you can sort of live every any, some people can, uh, work anywhere and, and, and live anywhere because of... Uh, uh, internet connections and and all the communication facilities we have now. How I mean, what would be an ideal number of people? You're only 840 residents. I mean, a hundred people might swamp it, right? Well, we we've lost population. We lost about 10 uh, percent uh, of our population in the last census. So we've got room to grow. The town and the mining in the heydays, it, it was 3,000 people, and there was a a neighboring town of another 3,000. I mean, but it is 
there's certainly been boom here. We just we just think that there's an opportunity to get a dozen or more families. This is not for everybody. I mean, you've got to really, uh, you know, we're, we really want particularly um, active outdoor women, moms, to think about being here because we've certainly had the, you know, dad wants to hunt and fish and comes and moves here and it's not what the um, necessarily what the, the the lady of the house wants, but we do have quite a few women in town who are oh, hikers, fishermen, skiers. Uh, that um, my neighbor works on the internet. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of examples of, of if the right people come here, this is a great place to be. Uh, well, there you go. There you go. And now, let me. If you'd like more information on Phillipsburg, it's sounding like your cup of tea. The website is. I just had it in my in front of my very face here. Where did it go? Um, uh, move, oh, move to move to pberg.com berg is b-u-r-g so move to pberg.com if you'd like to take some pictures of this uh, gorgeous stretch of outdoors in the united states and my guest has been jim jenner he's uh, uh, a documentary filmmaker who lives in phillipsburg and is part of this outreach program to try to well normally we do deals a week uh, jim in this last segment of the hour but uh, Given the house prices you just quoted, I guess we're going to make this the deal of the week. Phillipsburg, Montana. My engineer, Jeff, who lives in Connecticut, said in my headphones when you gave the house prices, I'm on my way out there. <laughs> well, he could be. You know, that's an example of the kind of person that could be. And... No, you haven't met Jeff. I wouldn't rush to say that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, thanks for stopping by. You bet, Rudy. Thank you. There you go. Move to pberg.com. You heard it here first. Well, maybe not first, but you heard it here. I'm Rudy Max. I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer, who's about to move to Phillipsburg, and my executive producer is Janet DeAcevedo McDonald. I'm Rudy Max. So thanks for joining me. Thanks to all our stations, to our listeners, and let's do it again next weekend, same time, same place. Take care. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.